God to the power to the elect lady to everyone here. Amen. Thank God for another opportunity to be here. Thank God for giving us a life health strength. While everything being said, we're going to go ahead and have a word of prayer. The Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Ask you right now, God. Speak a word to your people right now, God. God, don't let them see me or hear me, God. Let them hear you right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you minister to the hearts and minds and lives of the people right now. In the name of Jesus, God, that are in attendance, even those who are online right now. In the name of Jesus, even those who may be watching in the future right now. In the name of Jesus, bind it with distracted spirit, bind any and everything that the devil trying to do to try to hinder. God's word from penetrating to the hearts and minds and lives of God's people right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God, for your testimony coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for being a mighty God. We thank you, Lord, for being a righteous God, a holy God. Thank you, Lord, even being the God of the first and second many chances, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your unfailing love right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we still carefully give your name, the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Once again, give honor to God, to the pastor, to the lake lady, to um, Minister Tim, Brother Landy, to everyone here. I'm going um, to sit up here. I'm going to stand up here and I sit. I'm going to be up here and uh, hope and pray that uh, y'all had a great great day, great weekend, and also a great week. You know, and uh, for the fathers, once again, happy Father's Day to our own uh, spiritual father of the church. Happy Father's Day to you. You know, uh, this is something that um, I look forward to because if you want to be technical, oftentimes, we often hear everybody say about mothers. And I found out that Mother's Day was actually a long time before Father's Day became a national holiday. And one thing we always say, when it comes down to Father to Mother's Day, the church house and the restaurants are full. But when it comes down to Father's Day, the jailhouse is full. Just being technical. You know, and so I thank God that, you know, I thank God for being a father. I thank God for God has blessed me to be able to. Be here, and like I said, even just have my own father here. What we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and go quickly to the book of Mark. We're going to go to the Mark, the fifth chapter, and we're going to start at the 21st verse. All right. Once again, we're going to go to Mark. The fifth chapter. And we're going to start at the 21st verse. Those that have it, say I have it. Those that don't have it, yes, say hold on a minute. They won't have it, okay. What I'm going to do, I'm going to read 21 to 24. Then I'm going to skip down to 35. 
And I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And it reads like this. It says, now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus, by name. And when he had saw him, talking about Jesus, when he had saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thrown or pressed upon him at all sides. In other words, it's like having a big crowd around you and everybody just almost like suffocating you. That's how that scene was. Now we're going to skip down to verse 35. And it reads like this. It says, while he was still speaking, he was talking about Jesus speaking to the woman with the issue of blood. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. And Jesus permitted no one to follow him except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and said and saw a turmoil a loud commotion or an uproar and those who wept and wail loudly. 39. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said, Talitha, come on, come in, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately, the girl arose and walked. But she was 12 years of age and they were overcome with great amusement. 43. But Jesus commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given her to eat. Now, oftentimes when we hear about that, uh, the verse, we often think about the lady with the issue of blood. But what we want to do, we want to talk about Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue. Now, Jairus, his name means God enlightens. Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue and a religious leader in the community. Get this. He begged Jesus to come to his house. Now, first, think about the synagogue. The synagogue 
the officials were a group of men who acted as the caretakers or the administrators of the synagogue life. They safeguarded the scroll, cared for the facility, and organized, organized the synagogue school and supervised the readers, teachers, and those who prayed, such as Jarvis, who had been both a religiously devout and respected, highly respected man in the community. He was very aware of the hatred that the religious leaders had against Jesus. But in spite of Jarvis did not did not go to Jesus. Get this. In spite of all that, he still went to Jesus. And he not only publicly sought out to Jesus, but the key thing I wanted to talk about today, he also did not go as a ruler of the synagogue. He did not go as a ruler or a leader of the synagogue. He went in to Jesus as daddy. He went to Jesus as daddy, making his way through the crowd. Jarvis or daddy came to Jesus and fell at his feet and worshiped him. Pressed by the urgency of his need and hopefulness in his faith, daddy laid prostrated before Jesus. And in an act of high homage and reverence, he believed Jesus could heal his daughter. After someone told him that his daughter was dead, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, only believe. Then Jesus removed the crowd. And from then, he only had Peter, James, and John, and who? Daddy. They made it to the house and removed the crowd, removed everyone that was making a noise and ridiculing. They removed the crowd. Jesus removed the crowd and got mama and daddy. And Jesus went to heal the daughter and told them to get something to eat for her. So if you think about it, for those who were at the house, who was at the house? Mama was at the house. Mama was at the house watching over her daughter along with the crowd. But those that were in the house, like at the house, they could have easily said, they're mama, but where is daddy? But folks could have asked, where is daddy? Or why daddy ain't with his daughter? But at the end, they saw that daddy went to go get the only one that could help his daughter, and that was Jesus. So today's message, talking about Jairus, daddy. Today's message is entitled, Daddy Cares. Daddy Cares. You know, this message for Father's Day, even though there may be some mothers who might have been some single mothers, thank God for them. Unfortunately, there have been some fathers that's been absent. There have been some fathers that might have been really just a bad example. They may not have been active. They may not have a healthy participation in the child's life. And mama may have dealt all that she could to raise her child by herself. So we thank God for the mothers. But that's for Mother's Day. We want to talk about the XY chromosome. We want to talk about fathers. 
I'm talking about daddies. Now we know there, like I said, there are some fathers that are not active. There are some fathers who made their own decision. God bless them. But every daddy ain't bad. There are some that care. Matter of fact, if I can be transparent, you know, my, my father, love my father, and my father have always been the one to shake hands. And my dad had an anointed handshake. It was a seal of approval. That was his way of love and appreciating and showing, you know, respect. But there was a father that I saw that gave hugs. That father that I knew, y'all may know him, that father I knew that gave hugs was Pastor Logan. Growing up, Pastor Logan was always the one that hugged. Now, I can talk about it because I saw Pastor Logan was the one that hugged and embraced not just his kids, but young kids. And so understanding that, you know, fathers show love in their own way. Some are physical, some are verbal, some are both. Some are the type that are do duties. But the thing is, they always try to express and show their love to not just their kid, but for those that they love. And so understanding that fathers care and they may not show exactly how mothers do, but they do have a love pulse. And so understanding that fathers want people to know how much they care and for also not only for them to know how much they care, but also this is being the day of giving back to dad and say, thank you. So understand that fathers are important in a child's life. But get this, even though the father jobbers were not in the house with his ailing daughter, did that mean that his, you know, her father didn't care? No. Look at what he did. He went to the only one that could heal his daughter, but also what he did, he bowed down in worship. Daddy, a real dad, a real father, is someone who worships God. And not only in that private time, but even in public. I found that it's a good thing for us as fathers to be able to show our kids that they can worship God and praise God and for us to even have our children with or even for us as children to praise God with our parents. So understanding that fathers are worshipers, a real father or worshipers. Also, get this, oftentimes people would ask, well, why my dad is so mean? Why my dad is so this and that? Why he won't let me do the and this is not my uh, if I want to say just from watching and listening to those fathers who are even in the jail. You know, God bless me to be able to work in the jailhouse for many years. But for me to be able to kind of get a behind the scenes look at how some daddies think. I found out that Oftentimes, people don't think like us. And sometimes, people do not have the same upbringing as us. What blew me away was for, I see some people that may not go to church on Sundays. They used to freak me out. I'm like, what? You don't go? But not everybody had the same upbringing as us. 
So that's why even for us to be able to really just kind of get a glimpse of how a person thinks or what a person's upbringing may be, it helps us to understand more about that person and sometimes their thought process, how they come up to some type of conclusion pertaining to their decisions that they make. And so understanding that there may be some who may not understand why dad is so protective, why dad is like this, why dad won't let me do this, do that. And also there are some times where fathers were known to be the disciplinary ones. But oftentimes when they ask why dad is protective, one of the things we have to look at pertaining to daddy, daddy got some skin in the game. Daddy got a lot of investment into his child. Some of those things are daddy being that safety net. Because sometimes it can be any child. Sometimes that father sees his child and seeing that that child is making a mistake and end up cleaning up the mistake for the child they don't recognize. So understand that there are some that daddy, because of love, if he sees that his child is working on something and fall asleep, daddy will even get up to even finish the work and the child thinks that they finish it themselves. Now, some fathers, think about this, some fathers not only is the one who is the one that catch you when you fall, but also to bail you out and get you out of trouble. So that's why we think about fathers have a lot at stake not only that, but also if you look at it, if there are some type of trouble, because I've been, a, of course, I've been a child myself, but whenever we make a decision, we get ourselves in trouble, sometimes we even risk our life. But don't you know, sometimes fathers want to do things even at the risk of his own life. That's what some fathers would do. Also, understand that he invests his time his life, his heart, and his freedom. I heard last week uh, Mika and Mita said they would even jeopardize their freedom for their child. And you know what? A real parent would do that. Now, just to let y'all know, if anything happened where y'all heard that Brother June went to jail, believe that it's true. Y'all did. If anything, if somebody messed with my son, now I just have one child, just to let y'all know I only have one child. So if y'all see a little kid with a gold tooth, it ain't mine. That's my son right there. But if anything happened, well, I find out, I get wind. There's a woman that somebody messed with my son, and of course, he's getting big, he's almost bigger than me. But daddy gonna step up. Not brother Prater, not Miller's Prater. Daddy gonna come up and take care of business. And matter of fact, if I go to jail, if y'all see that mugshot, y'all be head of Facebook picture because I'll be smiling. <laughs> Gladly. And I'll enjoy it. And I'll tell y'all where my bell money is. But understand, daddies will do that. And so when it comes down to daddy, even fending for the child, that's his job. Like I said, daddy jeopardize, daddy will jump in front of a moving train. To save his child. Matter of fact, there was a wrestler about two years ago. He went surfing with his young son. 
And unfortunately, there was a wave. There was a wave that came and they were kind of trapped. And so the lifeguards came and he said, go get my son first. So they passed the father, went go get the son. And when they were trying to go back to get the father, a big wave came and got him. They found him days later. He was dead. They ended up giving him a warrior award because his sacrificial love for his son. He sacrificed his life. In other words, they were actually coming to get him. But he said, no, get my son. If somebody has to go between me and my son, I'll go save him. And so if you think about it, many of us will say we'll do it. But how many of us would actually do that for our child? This is something to think about. Because if you look at it, you got to look at everything that you do. You're doing it unto God and you're doing it as an example for your child. So understanding when it comes down to even, like I said, the freedom. Anything that happens that someone messes with our child, we will do whatever it takes to protect them. But also understand mothers and fathers, <clears throat> they have different roles. One of the things I thought about, mothers carry the baby. But fathers carry the family. Fathers and mothers, they're both are important. We're not saying one is not important, the other neither. No, both are important. But they have different roles or functions in a child's life. If you look at it, mothers teach the daughters how to be a lady and somebody's wife. Fathers teach the sons how to be a man and somebody's husband. But even when you flip it, mothers teach the sons what a lady looks like and what to look for. But daddy shows the daughter what a mere man looks like, what type of man you need in your life. That's why when daughters start dating, daddies look at them and say, you know what? You ain't good enough, my daughter. Sometimes daddy may even let them know, hey, look, you can do better. That's, that, that guy, mm, he's trouble. And I know sometimes the women, not women, but girls, well, daddy, you don't know him. You just being me. No, no, no. Understand, daddy sees you as precious. And he don't want just anybody messing with his daughter. And matter of fact, I don't have any daughters, but I know somebody that has four. Him. I guarantee you, he might have had a conversation with Vic, Mark, and Sam. And you know what? I'm pretty sure, I wasn't that, but I'm pretty sure you meant what you said. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you, you passed along it, but your daddy too. You know, so understand not everybody is deserving of. That daughter that daddy loves. And also, that, that, that boy that we may have. Now, I speak, I got one boy. But that boy, you know, we want to talk to our sons because that role that you may, you may think you see, that role is much deeper than what you see. And especially, I used to look at when my dad, we used to always go over there to the, uh, the station over there to my dad. 
And we would ask our dad just a simple question. And we think we're going to get a simple answer. But all of a sudden, he started, let me show you something. He started beating on his chest and he tried to get a pen. And we're like, uh-oh. He get that pen and that pad. Let me show you. And he started writing stuff. We're like, dad, just tell us that either yes or no. Just be straight with the answer. But I realized when I was a son without a child, I was like, daddy, you don't have to say all that. Just what, what, do, what do you mean? But now me being a father, I know what daddy means. Matter of fact, I probably outtalk my daddy now as a father than he did as my father when I was young. And I'm like, now I see. Because we want to make sure that our kids understand what we're saying because oftentimes, let's be honest, we may not be here always. And you want to make sure that they understand. We want to make sure if God called me home, or I may be impaired. I may, be, I may not be able to function as I am right now. We want to make sure that daddy get all he could to make sure he got the message across. Because understanding that what gives a father joy is not millions of dollars from the kids. It's them doing well. When you see the kids doing well, it makes you kind of stick out your chest like James Evans. It makes you feel good. But when you see your child suffering, when you see your child going through something, even though that child going through something, mama and daddy going through something too. Because mama and daddy can read kids, but also God will even forewarn and let your parents know about your child. It's, it's, it's that motherly instinct, but also it's that protective nature from daddy. And so now understanding as a father, hmm, and now, even though I biologically have one child, there are some at work that call me Papa Prater. Some of them old school. I need to talk to you. I'm like, wait a minute, don't you? Now think about it. Oh, I am old enough to be his father. <laughs> but that's the respect that they give us. When it pertains to them talking to us about advice. And like I said, what really made me open up my eyes, like I said, now I grew up, being transparent, I grew up blessed with uncles that were respected in the community, respected in the family, but I had that. But not everybody had that. You know, um, Midi, Mika had Pastor Logan in the house, but Pastor Logan in the house was also daddy. So they let up saw daddy, but everybody else saw Pastor Logan. But then there are some saw Mr. Logan. So if they went to the house, they went to school, said, yeah, yeah, my daddy had a conversation about me, about blah, 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 blah. blah. They're like, whoa, really? He said, yeah. Because it's normal, because that's what they grew up with. And sometimes, I just said, sometimes we take for granted what is in our hand. Sometimes, like Pastor Logan used to say, sometimes the information that may have been given 
It might have been given for free. Some people would have sold or sold their house to get the information. So understand when dad is depositing things, he want to make sure that it's well received. So understand that, like I said, fathers and mothers have different roles. And like I said, when it comes down to fathers, fathers want to make sure that that son understands how to become a man and understand that you will become somebody's husband or somebody's father. Make sure that, baby, look, that boy you're messing with, he ain't no man. Listen to what I'm telling you because I know how boys think. I know how boys think. You think, oh, he look, he, you think because he's smiling at you and all that stuff, he giving you that leather jacket. Look, that don't mean nothing. Because game recognize game. Let's be honest. Game recognize game. And sometimes because the lady may be what no offense to y'all young ladies, but sometimes the girls be listening from the heart of their emotions. But guys be looking at, man, that joke ain't no good. He playing her for a fool. You don't believe me? Try this. Let your son come with a girl that you know she ain't no good. But see, the women can read the other girls, right? Men can read boys because we once were what? Boys. So that's why it's important where we realize that we got to sometimes not only go to mama, but go to daddy. Because you need to understand on both sides. So Females, in case daddy tell you that joke ain't no good, leave them. Because eventually you may see what daddy see, but sometimes it may be too late. Sometimes daddy want to protect you from future harm. Not just present harm, but future harm. And also vice versa with moms pertaining to the sons. So that's why it's so important fathers be active and teach their child what the responsibilities are and also I look at I look at my son. I love him. He's under our care. His mom and I care for just a short amount of time compared to him being somebody's husband. Pastor Logan, Sister Logan, y'all been married for 62 years, 63 62. But she, he's been with her longer than he's been in the care of his mom and dad's house. 60 something. 64? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so six, 64 years he's been with her longer than he's been with his mother and father. So if you think about it, he had to be an outstanding father and a husband, but he had to get the training within the house. Just like what he was sharing earlier. You know, of course, granddaddy may not have done everything right, but in spite of granddaddy doing everything right, Pastor Logan was able to, how to say, get the meat and throw the bone away. Be able to get this and learn, okay, I'll do this, but I won't do that. You know, so these things are learned. So that right there is helping us to understand that there are generational curses that can be broken. 
You know, so just had to throw that in there. But also when it looks at when daughters, and I'm I know I'm harping on daughters and everything, but in dating, but understanding that the times that we're living in right now, it has to be talked about within the church. Because there's so much stuff going on with domestic violence and abuse and all that stuff, and oftentimes it's a guy that's taking out our daughters, taking out our girls. Daughters start dating, and daddy looking at, hmm, looking and studying that joker, looking at him, shaking his head. Maybe you can do better. You can do better. But also, daddy can also not only get on the daughters, but get on the sons. Look here, don't you mess up that little girl life. A real father would. And see, like daddy, daddy getting that magnifying glass, looking to that boy who that daughter is dating, looking to see if he have any elements of foolishness, to see if he has what it takes to say, you can have my daughter. Because at a wedding, first of all, they always say, who gives this bride away? Primarily, it's supposed to be, if the father's still living, it's supposed to be the father, and the father should be able to do it proudly, not grudgingly. You know, with his fist balled up, walking down the aisle, he got a pistol in his hand saying, Lord, you give me strength right now. And God may have allowed me to have one son. Because I ain't going to lie to you, if I had a daughter, chances are Pastor Logan probably won't be here today. I'll probably have not bald heads, but gray hairs or stretched out wrinkles over my head. Because, and I commend the fathers who have daughters. I commend y'all. But it takes a man for us to be able to see. And understand that that daughter is loved by God and loved by daddy for you to know I want you to have the best that God wants for you. But also understand that daddy, like I mentioned earlier, is oftentimes the disciplinary one. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12, it says, my son, despise not the chastising of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction." For the Lord, for him, the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. I'm going to read it from another translation. It says, do not despise the Lord's instructions, my son, and do not loathe his discipline. For the Lord discipline or corrects the one he loves, just as the father, the son he delights in. Thirteen. Happy is the man who walks wisdom, who finds wisdom, and who consoles understanding, who acquires understanding. So understand, fathers oftentimes is the one that try to tell you the for real, for real. Sometimes that discipline, it may be verbal, or it may be physical. But the key thing of it is, when he's saying something, know that he's speaking because he has your best interest at heart. Also understand that fathers represent, earthly fathers represent the heavenly father. And there may be some who may not have had the quote unquote best father role, 
There's another role of a father that God allows in the child's life called the stepfathers or what I call step-up fathers. Oftentimes, when God told, matter of fact, when sometimes we have made mistakes, we made mistakes in the past, regardless of what life or what part of your life made a mistake. But God is the God of the second chance. But one thing we always say, we got to give everything to God. That means the hurt, the bitterness, or whatever, because oftentimes when you hold on to the it prevents you from receiving what God has for you. So when it comes down to the stepfathers, sometimes God would allow that child to have a stepfather to be able to give you all that you may not have received from your biological father. Sometimes God would allow you to be able to even just get somebody or receive somebody through mama's wisdom, be able to receive someone that's going to be able to give you and treat you just like their own. You know, one of the things we always say, you can be related by love, excuse me, you can be related by blood or related by love. The key thing is you're still receiving love. So understand that when it comes down to the stepfathers, sometimes, like I said, to me, that stepfather takes extra love because they have a choice. But even in spite of coming into a situation, they still love sometimes beyond what you even would imagine. Because that word step has gotten a bad rap throughout the years. And also, not just looking at the stepfathers, but then there are other fathers who are single, who have raised their children by themselves, sometimes with an absentee mother in the child's life. Matter of fact, this morning I was just thinking, and there was a person, he's not here, but there was a person that hit me, hit me, hit me. That was Brother Anthony. Brother Anthony, and this was back in the 80s. Right now, it might be, you know, pretty much known that there are some fathers that, you know, take care of business, kind of raise the children and everything in this day and time. But Brother Anthony, back in the 80s, you know, he, he, he became a fixture and sometimes we may have overlooked, but he was raising two girls by himself. Two girls by himself. And they showed love to him. And matter of fact, he may not have been behind a pulpit. He may not have been dancing and shouting every Sunday, but he had them two girls in the back every Sunday. That's something to thank God for. And like I said, we can see that there are good men, good fathers that are out there. Because it took love for him to do. He could have gave up and not knocking the mother, but he could have gave up and all that. Not just having one child, but having two children by himself. Matter of fact, I bring his name up also. Got a chance to talk to my uncle, Uncle Ali. Uncle Ali, back in the 70s, being a single father with three kids. You know, and he said that he just did it. And it wasn't anything that he was thinking about other than his kids. He wasn't even thinking about himself, but he was just thinking about his kids. So there are fathers that are out there that do all that they could as a single father, even towards their child. But also, I will say this, and this is me being transparent because there's a lot of conversations that 
I've had throughout the years with some guys. And there are some guys who may have had a child, regardless if it was out of wedlock or even through a breakup or a divorce. And sometimes being a father, when you don't have your child in your custody or in your house with you, it's a difference when it comes down to having a child away from you versus those fathers may have had a child with them. And I know when I end up not having my son with me, you know, his mom and I went our separate ways. And for me to be able to pick up my son, and I would get ready to drop him off on Sundays, I ain't gonna kid you. I'm being very transparent. I felt horrible. I felt like crap. Because he's getting ready to be away from me. And thank God his mother was not like some of the other mothers. Thank God. But when it comes down to daddy, daddy always had that, that protective mechanism. And I know me, very protective. Matter of fact, um, when Dylan was in the hospital, Pastor Logan and Sister Logan came with us and visited him in a grapevine. And I'll never forget, Pastor Logan was sitting with me as Sister Logan and my mama visiting Dylan. And uh, Dylan's mama was with him. Pastor Logan was sitting with me. And he said, just remember, he said, the reason why I was able to do what all I did because I never wanted to have another man be called daddy by my children. He told me that. I'll never get that. And I was like, wow. But there are some people that have to do. But then sometimes there's things happen where a life happens where some adults make decisions that affect the children. And I was like, wow. So when I would get ready to drop off Dylan, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I drop him off. I was depressed. And so my coping mechanism would not eat junk food. I would always stop by. And it became a routine. Stopping by Wendy's. Give me a salad. If I'm going to have an eating binge, it's going to be healthy. So I would go and get that salad. And I began to have a conversation with God. And I said, God, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel good. I need for you to be able to help me and also help my son in spite of this situation. And God told me, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, they may be also. And I said, okay, God, I'm hurt. But what do I do? How do I handle this? He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. Then walk in, then we may be also. I said, be honest. I said, God, I don't understand. Can you break it down to me? I need to know so I can be able to do what you tell me. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Meaning right now, me being your father, your heavenly father, there are some distance between us right now. But while there's a distance, I'm preparing something for you and I. And when we get back together, because there will be a time for us to get together, we're going to be able to enjoy what daddy built together. And I said, God, thank you. So in the midst of me not being able to have my son physically with me, God told me that that's the time to be active. And I always want to tell the fathers who may be watching, who may not have a child physically with them, 
and feel like give up, feel like all hope is gone. Remember, God right now is telling you to do some things that he told you for you to be able to have something. So when y'all get back together, y'all gonna be able to enjoy you know, and so I said that, that was therapeutic for me, but not only for me, God told me to share with every father that may be distant or detached from the child for whatever reason, regardless if it's through a divorce or even some children may be in jail. Some people, some, they may be not communicating with each other, but for whatever reason, find yourself busy doing what God told you to do. And also understand, even for the children, understand that, that daddy's absence does not mean that daddy doesn't care. Because Jarvis was not physically in the house, but that doesn't mean that he didn't care. He was doing something that needed to be done and getting help for his daughter. But also us as fathers, we got to be able to have that conversation with our children. We got to be able to have a conversation. And like I said, those are normally, I don't mind being transparent because I want to make sure that I help somebody who may be in this situation and for us to be able to have help from the church. You don't have to get a secular, you don't have to get somebody that ain't saved or ain't familiar. You can hear it and get help within the church. You know, I had a conversation with Dylan a couple of weeks ago and I asked him, I said, how did, if you don't mind me asking I said, how did mom and daddy divorce affect you? I wanted to know. I wanted to know because we got to understand in order for us to break that generational curse, we got to get to the root of problems. We got to be transparent. And not for him to look at me as a minister, but no, this is daddy talking. And so he began to share with me and you know, I, I felt, I was like, wow, hmm. I said, well, you know what? I did apologize. But for us to be able to really look and say, you know what? Now, even though it happened right here with your parents, we forbid it in your life. And one of the things, I, as a kid, I always did this with him. Whenever I would bless his head, put an on all, always anoint his ring finger. Because daddy want to pray and bless him Pray for his family and pray for not just his wife, but my daughter-in-law. Is that a responsibility? I'm not saying his mom not doing it, but I'm saying that my part, me doing it. And so that's everything I'm telling you. I want the fathers to look at the responsibility that we have. Because just because it happened in our time does not mean that we have to pass it down to our children. Pastor Logan, he could have been like grandfather, but he didn't. And because of that, look at the love that he received from his kids. Look at the love that he got from his wife. Because she got up and she spoke about not just her husband, but her children's father. We heard that. But many can't do that, even within the church. Because they know he ain't no good. He's a horrible father. And a horrible husband. But they got to put on their face. So understand that as fathers, we got to have that conversation that may be uncomfortable, but understand it's going to bring healing to the children. 
But also, last but not least, to those dads who don't have their children with them or in custody, but also to children who do not have that not so good relationship with their father. Understand, God will send a father figure in your life. God will send someone, we often hear the words, you know, he will be a friend to the friendless. He'll be a father to the father. He'll be a mother to the mother. God will be there for us. But don't you know, God will send people right here on earth for while you. God will send people right here for you. Why? Because he loves you. But in order for you to really see the depth of God's love, you got to give him your hurts. You got to give him everything that it seemed like you were trying to hide from him. You may not have been able to talk to people all the time, but understand you can always talk to him. And understand, he wants you to tell him everything that you've been dealing with. Everything, every hurt, every grief, everything. And don't feel that you're weird. Don't feel that you're out of place, that you don't fit in. No, no, no. Understand that sometimes hurt people hurt others. But in spite of that hurt people that hurt others, God will bring some healing to you. That for you to get the stuff that might have been said or done out of your house, out of your spirit, out of your mind. And understand, God want to do that for Y-O-U. So understand, this is the time for you to see not only daddy cares, but the father cares. He, he cares for Y-O-U. And just in case some who may not have been their father that they should have been, not only God want to forgive you, not only for you to ask God for forgiveness, but also you even forgive yourself. And like I said, even just being able to even go to your kids, look here, if your kids are still alive, there's still a chance. Regardless if they receive that forgiveness or not, understand that you still need to give it to them because that might be able to bring some healing. It may be an instantaneous where there's some reconciliation or it may be later on. But still, you pray for them and be patient and let God come in and fix this situation. And just in case they refuse your forgiveness, you did your part. But I also want to say, you know, I feel the need to say this. There are some fathers who might have been trying to do what they could, but they may have had a bitter baby mother. You still forgive them. You still love them. You still do what needs to be done. You still speak well of your children's mother. She might have been the best girlfriend or whatever, but thing is, even though she was your ex, she's still your child's current mother. So you're still responsible for doing the right thing. And just in case those mothers who may have had somebody to come in and fill in the void of the gap of their child, thank God for them. Because understand, God's grace can help us to mend whatever might have been broken. God can help us in any situation in our life. But we got to give it to him. And so I want to encourage each and every one who may be watching or listening. 
We got to give everything to God and be transparent. And for us as a body of Christ, not only be praying for each other, but understand that these are the problems that may be going on in life that we got to address. Because sometimes we don't know what a person is going through here, here. And sometimes we assume, and like I said, I was one of the ones because my father was in my life. I'm thinking that everybody has a father like mine. No. I have to learn. Not everybody like Pastor Love, not everybody like Mr. T. But also, I mentioned earlier about stepfather and all that, but Godfather. Godfather. God loves us so much to be able to fill in those voids. Anyway, but we got to allow him to come in and what? Remove those walls. Break down those barriers for him to come in and bring some healing to all of you. So just in case those who may be looking and saying, you know what, God? We heard everything, but what can I do? Understand that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Sometimes just being able to just talk about it, it brings healing. But also understand being careful who we talk to. But with that, I want each and every one who may be watching, I want each and every one of us as men to be about our father business, not just heavenly, but even earthly. And the first thing is with our children. Our children are our first ministry. Uh, our family. And like I said, you can have your family, and even though you might have a different mother, a baby mother, different baby mothers, whatever like that, still give them respect because they carry your seed. They carry your seed. And it's okay. And just because you ask for forgiveness, that doesn't mean that they may receive it. That does not mean that you're trying to get back with them. But also, even for those who may have been not the best example and you're asking for forgiveness, or even those uh, mothers who might have been receiving or looking for forgiveness from their child's father. Just because you forgive them doesn't mean you got to go back with them. But understand that that's helping you and also that child for them to finally admit I made a mistake. And like I said, put them in the hands of God and leave it there. And for Kate, in case someone who may be watching or listening, who may not be saved, and ask them, what can they do to get saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So understand there's nothing too hard for God. He wants you to give everything to him and for you to finally get the help and the healing that you need. We want to go ahead and uh, have a word of prayer, especially for those who, in case someone who may want prayer, you can raise your hand. But I want to especially pray for those who may not be in attendance, who may just feel like, like I said, this day, Father's Day, is, it can be a bit of a sweet moment because we can celebrate our Father being here, but then there are others who just recently buried their fathers. There's some who may not have fathers with them. Brother Landon was talking about, you know, this is first Father's Day without his father. And I know myself, Minister uh, Tim, Brother Landy, Brother Sam, we were, we were daddy boys. Let's be honest, we were daddy boys. And so that, and, and I, I love my son, and I, I have the role of being a father and a son at the same time. And so 
There are some who might have been fathers, uh, uh, boys that were close to their fathers. Thank God for them. But for those who may not have a father physically with them, they need prayer. And for other people that even just embrace them, even hear their stories, pray for them and let them know that they still love. So let us get ready to pray. The Heavenly Father, we come to right now, God. We speaking right now, God, that you help those who may be listening, God. Right now, God, they may be having questions, God. They may be even some fathers may be listening, God, who may feel like, you know what, they may have felt as a father. They may have felt like, you know what, maybe there's too much, there's too much that may have happened that there's no hope. But God, we speaking right now, God. That you minister to them right now, God. You know where to reach them at, God. And so we got to be speaking, God, that you help right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, that you bring healing and wholeness and deliverance right now, God. God, you know every need, you know every situation right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God. Even those children who may be watching or listening, regardless if they have a biological father, a stepfather, or even a godfather. So, God, we speak right now, God, that you help them, that you heal them, God. If there's any hurt, is there anything that might have been said or done right now that was unlike you, God? We speak right now, God, that you filter that stuff out of their spirit, filter that stuff out of their hearts and minds right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for deliverance right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for cleansing right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for even fixing broken hearts right now, God. God, we speak, God, even for forgiveness right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for reconciliation right now, God. And we Lord, we thank you, God, that you're turning things around right now, God. Teach us, God, how to be the fathers that will be honorable to you and be an example of your love right now, God. Help us, God, to be the fathers, God, that are called in this day and time, God, because we reflect the Father's love right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, even for the mothers right now, God, even for us as men, to, even to apologize for the mistreatment that we have given them, God, the mistreatment that we may have given even to the children right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help us right now, God, to bring it back together right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We count the devil's assignment. We bind every generational curse right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for healing, God. We thank you, Lord, for cleansing us, God. But we thank you, Lord, for showing up in our life right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen.